you got your Bibles, we're going to go to Mark. I'm going to jump a whole bunch of places, but we'll start in Mark 16. Um, how many of you have ever had an awkward conversation? Anyone? Anyone had an awkward moment that hasn't led to a conversation because it was so awkward? Anyone? I, um, I, I, I've had a few this week. Awkward moments. Some have led to conversations, others haven't. Um, so as I talk this morning, I know I'm on safe ground because you all, all have some sort of understanding of what awkward looks like, feels like. Yeah. So um, my first one I want to say, uh, it was Wednesday was Valentine's Day. Does anyone remember that? How many people gave their Valentine something? Wow. How many of you think it's way too commercial and you shouldn't get involved in it? Sheesh. Did anyone give anyone a hug or a kiss or something or say good morning? Anyway, um, so I, I'm coming up 26, merit, 26 years married to, to Philippa, to my amazing wife. And she is amazingly gracious because this Valentine's Day was the first time that I have bought her red roses. And when she said that to me, it was one of those awkward moments. Because <laughs> I was sure I had done it previously, but my wife remembers all. Um, so that was, that was one awkward moment uh, that I, I had. Um, and then, then there was another awkward moment in a meeting this week. I was in a, in a meeting and uh, someone raised a point of um, conflict. And you know when you're in this group of people and someone says something that's awkward and it feels like all the oxygen sucks out of the room? Is anyone, you know what I mean with that, eh? And when you're in a group, there's this thing of, do we talk about what was just said or do we just leave that on the table? And I had one of those moments this week where we talked about it. Um, and what was awkward became something actually quite beautiful, but it started off as quite awkward. And, and you know, um, I, I find that in leadership often as we have moments where there are just awkward moments. I know in our Sunday services, it's one of the things that I hate the most is awkward moments uh, in our gatherings. You know, and particularly when we go into celebration moments and you have a child who says, I lost my tooth. And then someone else who says, I went Red Rocks camping. Um, and then someone else shares a really significant story. And then we jump back to someone uh, passing their motorcycle license. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the front row and going, wow. And my heart is going. Because one of the things I'm super aware of as a leader is, is um, I help as part of a team to curate spaces, uh, to create spaces where people connect, connect with God. Um, but in that, we don't want to lose our authenticity. Does that make sense? And so sometimes authenticity requires awkwardness. Is anyone with me on that one? I've, I, I, I had some other awkward conversations, which I'm not going to talk about this week, um, because they were quite personal to me. 
because one of my um, one of my personal values in my my Christian walk and in, in in life in general is integrity. It has been for a long time. It is something that I have aimed my life to be a person of integrity, so that whatever space you see me in, I'm the same person. It's just in some spaces, sometimes my language changes because I'm in a space where I can't talk about the blood of Jesus in every space that I'm in. Right? Because that creates a lot of awkward conversations. Okay? And so, so I think one of the things for us, and I just want to talk about this because, because for us, one of our values is authenticity as a church. We are a family. And so when you're in a family... People say things that land like a clanging cymbal to you. To someone else who's in the space, they go, wow, that was awesome. Because every single one of us has a different view of, of what is authentic, what isn't, what is, uh, what is able to be talked about and what isn't able to be talked about, what things are important, what aren't important. You know, if I talk to some of our kids like Mia this morning with her tooth, for her, that's her first tooth she's lost. That's an incredibly significant moment. For me, when I have a, lose a tooth, it's not so significant. <laughs> Apart from the credit card, it takes a bit of a smashing. Um, but, but there are things in, in family life that awkward moments happen and we've got to be willing to journey that with each other and trust God. See, there are times as a leader where I've just, I, I, I literally I sit in the front row and go, God, I don't know what to do with that one. Yeah? And there are times when I'm engaging with people and someone drops a clangor or they say something to me that I go, I actually have no idea what to say to that. I have no idea what advice to give. I have no wisdom. I don't have a scripture verse. I've got nothing. In fact, this just makes me really feel really uncomfortable and awkward right now. And one of the things that I've realized in my journey of faith and, and particularly in pursuing Jesus and, and who he was and is, is I realized that Jesus had a huge number of circumstances in his life when he was on planet earth that were awkward. Like huge numbers of them, massive numbers of them. I, I thought about the one, probably the most awkward one I can think of is he's, he's traveled on a boat and he lands in this place called the Gadarenes and he gets off with these young people, his disciples. So we're talking 17, 18, maybe up to 22 year olds and a naked man comes running out to him. I'm going, that's a pretty awkward moment. And the man's full of demons and screaming and yelling and all that stuff. I'm going, how do you do that with young people? How do you deal with that? Has anyone had that happen to them? <laughs> I think of another one. He's, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane and, and the soldiers are coming towards him uh, to take him and, and one of his disciples comes up and gives him a kiss on the cheek. And he's just led the soldiers here and is betraying him. I, I, that's a pretty awkward moment. And then it gets even worse because one, one of his other disciples decides he's going to pull out a sword and chop someone's ear off. 
I'm not sure about you, but that's an awkward moment. Has anyone had that happen? (laughs) No, thankfully. None of us have had naked people run at us, screaming and yelling, and none of us have chopped an ear off or had a friend of ours chop their ear off. There are awkward moments in life, and that is normal. The great thing about it is I know and I've learned that realize that God is way, way bigger than my awkward moment in this moment, right? And sometimes I get so stressed out about as a leader, creating spaces where there's no awkwardness that I remove or I create this space where authenticity doesn't exist for some people. And I know there's a tension and a balance there. I get it because I want people to be safe. But when family gets together, sometimes safety doesn't happen. And and so the invitation of spaces is not that we create spaces that are safe, but safe are places where you and I can be courageous to engage with what's happening, knowing that God is bigger than whatever the awkwardness might be and that there's peace available for us in every situation. Okay, And sometimes you may not have the words and you may not have the answer. That's all right. I, I think sometimes the best response is, is just to on, be honest and say, I, I don't know what to say to that, but I'm here. And actually, sometimes that's all someone needs. Right. And I, I want to I capture that one as I lead into this, this continuing series on the good news, the gospel of the kingdom, because I think authenticity is central to the gospel of the kingdom. Somehow in, in Western civilized Christianity, we've made Christianity this comfortable thing that doesn't that we remove the awkwardness and it all becomes about the blessing and the love and the doves and the angels on white clouds and all of these lovely experiences. But actually, good news is applicable to you in the most awkward situation that you will ever find yourself in. And it doesn't offer you in those moments, it doesn't offer you a solution, maybe, may not offer you the answer you need in that most awkward, dark, desperate situation that you're in, but good news brings something to you that gives you an opportunity to go, actually, there's something bigger going on. Maybe there's something bigger going on here that I'm unaware of in this particular moment because the awkwardness is so overwhelming. Do you you get what I'm saying? Because I think Christianity does not have pat answers to every situation. I think it has pat answers. But I don't think they don't, I don't think they reach us when we're in the real need for God to speak something into our hearts. That's not a pat answer. And sometimes good news is way beyond any words that someone can give you. Are you with me? We saw it. I'm, I'm transitioning now. We're going to read out of Mark 16. Mark 16, and this is Jesus speaking. Um, some of you will have Bibles that say that this bit wasn't in the original documents. Um, 
and all that. Don't worry about that. It's, it's in mine, so you can trust it. <laughs> Mark 16, verse 15, and uh, this is Jesus speaking. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Now, we've spoken in my previous ones about the gospel, about good news. See, if, if you and I are to, to preach the gospel, the good news of Jesus to all creation, sometimes that involves words. Most of the time it doesn't because all creation doesn't all speak words. Have I said anything controversial there? To all creation. The good news of Jesus has power for every situation and every part of the created order. So we particularly are interested in us because we're us and, and often we're very much about us and our, our own well-being, and that's a good thing. But God's interested in not just us as humans. He's interested in the whole universe. He, the scripture makes it pretty clear the whole universe is sustained and held together by the power of God. He is in everything and He holds everything. Everything is contained in, in, in who God is. Everything exists because of God. Jesus is, uh, in, in Romans it talks about Jesus being the firstborn of all creation, that He is the one who holds it all together. We know that. There's a reason why science can't explain some things is because some of it is unexplainable because it exists in this realm called God. And we can't get to that fully, that realm. We don't understand it. So it's not surprising science doesn't understand a whole bunch of stuff. The good news is for all creation and sometimes it exists in ways that you and I don't understand because God is involved in Restoring, redeeming, renewing, bringing life to, setting this creation free from sin and death. And sometimes that is stuff that we don't get. And so there are moments where there are no words for good news. Are you with me? In the same way that you have an awkward moment and you share it with someone and you're actually not wanting them to give you any words because what often comes out of those situations, I find, is a pat answer or something that someone thinks is encouraging or sometimes something, this is the, and I'm not wanting to discourage people from doing this, but it sometimes happens when people then share their story so they have a point of connection with you because there's a bit of similarity between what you're going through and what they're going through, Right? But actually, somehow in that process of sharing, it belittles your story. Has anyone experienced that one? And so what was, you know, and there are times when it just doesn't, good news doesn't require words. It requires presence. Good news is presence. See, the good news that I understand is what the angels announced was to, uh, to Mary is, and Joseph as his name will be called. Emmanuel, God with us. God is present. 
That's good news. And sometimes we get to explain that. But the biggest thing is that you and I, as followers of Jesus, get to carry the presence of God into every awkward situation that we go into. And sometimes in those awkward situations, we don't say anything because the power of the Spirit within us can change an atmosphere if we give Him room to do so. And for me, I think the challenge for me this morning is we're standing here, and this is completely off my notes. I haven't, apart from the first verse, I've got a whole bunch of other notes. Sorry, Sonia, that's going to be challenging for your notes this week. Is that the good news is presence. So I want to say for you, when you walk into one of those awkward situations this week, and I pray you don't have many, but you probably will have at least one. That when you encounter that moment of awkwardness, and everything in you is going, uh, can I leave now? <laughs> to stop, breathe, and receive. Just stop. Get control of the thoughts and wherever they've gone and, and your feelings of, I want to get out of here as quick as I can. Just stop. Just take a moment to breathe. Be aware in your breathing that Holy Spirit is in your breath. And then receive what he's got for you in that moment. Sometimes it's nothing other than he's just there. Sometimes he'll give you strategies. Sometimes he'll give you words. but I do know that he brings good news because he's present in that moment. Amen? And so I want to encourage us as people, you know, sometimes we get this thing in, in Christianity that for us to be carriers of the good news, to preach the good news to people around us, we've got to tell them about Jesus and, and how he died for them and, and that they need to repent from their sin and accept him and all of that. And all of that is great. Absolutely true. I'm not debating that. But the problem sometimes is we think that to preach the good news, we've got to do that. And I want to say to you that that good news is your presence sometimes without anything. Just because you carry Jesus into a situation, you are bringing good news to that situation because you're a person who carries love. You're a person who carries hope. You're a person who carries peace. You're a person who carries the power of God into a situation. And because of that, you can transform that situation, sometimes without even saying anything. Now that to me is good news. Because there are many times when I've opened my mouth to say something and it's made it worse. The awkward moment just got way awkwarder. Has anyone else been there? No one? <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I appreciate your support there. Uh, it does. It, you know, sometimes in our, in, in our desire to help, you know, I know in my relationship with my wife, there are times when uh, I have definitely opened my mouth and said things that didn't help. 
I thought at the time they were incredibly romantic, <laughs> incredibly understanding, all of those things that I want to be as a husband, but actually they really didn't help. And actually there are a lot of times that I'm slowly learning, it's taken 26 years in. Those of you who've been married longer than me, um, you can teach me some lessons on how to learn this quicker. But sometimes all she wants is a hug, is my presence in the situation that she's sharing about. And you know, for each of us, that's what God wants with us as well. He actually wants us to be aware of him and to allow his presence to engage us because that's how he can bring good news to us. I'm going to stop there because I got a whole other message that would go for another half an hour. Um, Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. So the words that Jesus spoke to his disciples way back almost 2,000 years ago, I want to speak those to us today. That you are commissioned by God because of Jesus in you, the Holy Spirit in you. You are commissioned to take good news to all creation. To wherever you go, you carry his presence with you and you are able to bring good news. So please remember that in the situations that you're in. Sometimes bring the good news to yourself that in this awkward moment, I can just be and let God be. Amen. And if you're here this morning and and maybe as I talk about this thing called Jesus and having a presence of God in you and with you and, and you're sort of learning about that, the constant invitation is from God is to say yes to him and to open your heart to the the possibility that Jesus is real, that he loves you and he has a plan for your life. And that whatever situation you're in, God is there with you already and he's inviting you to open your life to him and to say yes to him. And it's as simple as that. And there's always that invitation. So if you've never made that response, that invitation, I want to encourage you to do that. Because it will start to make good news work in your life as you open yourself to the reality of God. Let's pray. God, thank you um, for your presence with us. Holy Spirit, I welcome you in my life, in our lives, in this place. Thank you that you've promised that you will never leave us or forsake us that you've promised that you will empower us and equip us for every work that you've called us to do. But Lord, most excitingly, that you've chosen to present yourself with us no matter what. And I pray for every person here today, Lord, that again there would be the conviction rising in their heart that good news is God is with me. that Emmanuel, the creator of the heavens and the earth and everything that we can see, touch and everything we can't see, he is present with us and in us. And God, may we all be excited by that good news 
that whatever situation we walk into, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, you're right there. And that part of us learning to be authentic, authentic in our faith, I just made up a word, authentic in our faith is in whatever situation. We're honest about it and we allow you into it. So God, I bless everyone today with the knowledge that you are Emmanuel, God with them. Amen.